Hey, I'm Ryan. What's up? I'm Riley. And we're the Modern Day Dummies. All right, welcome back to Modern Day Dummies. What's up, Riley? What's up? How's it going? Oh, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> it's Don't going all right. Um, how, how's life? Good. You just freaking woke up at 6.30? Uh, I woke up at 8 in the morning for your information. Uh-huh, and then went back to sleep and woke up at 6.30? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Hey, I'm going to get like three hours of sleep. Oh, my God. Actually, this counts like seven, seven, seven altogether. What's the average sleep you're supposed to get, Kelly? Eight hours? Am I supposed to be here yet? Yeah, yeah. eight hours. Eight? <laughs> Ish, eight, yeah. depending on the person. See? Eight to ten. Whatever. All right, anyways, so now that you know, we have uh, another guest in our not-so-studio, my wife, Kelly. Hey. What's up, Kelly? What's up? I mean, What's I just going? saw you, you know, I see you all the time. You see her literally every day. Yeah. I, I probably see her every other day. Mm, the weekends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it, yeah. Yeah, I'd say the weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's what's going on? I mean, I know what's going on, but... Everybody else doesn't. Yeah. Nothing's going on. Talk to our listeners. Summer. Nothing's summer. going on. <laughs> You're on vacation. Yep. Yeah. Peyton every day. Yep. Peyton. Baby every day. Yeah. Um. So... This is my wife, Kelly. We've been married for three years. Wow, the hesitation. Yeah, I don't know why. Interesting. Did you have to do math for <laughs> three years? No. I felt like you were going to say like 22. No, I was debating years. whether, I was debating between three or three and a half. Because Which it's Well, it's not three and a half no, yet. No, it's not. When would three and a half be? I don't know. What's, what would it be? May, November. August, November. Know. May. November. Yeah, you're probably right. November. I'm just not going to count them. Yep. It's funny how Kelly knows on a dime. Yeah. Well, she just counted them in her no, head. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, Stop even lying. if she did look how fast it took. <laughs> you barely had three fingers out. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we've been Get married for three years. Prior to that, we've been together. Wow. Bubs, we're, oh. at, like, we're at 15 years. Oh, my God. I was right. 15 years. 15 right. years. Yeah. 12. We've met in elementary school. Long, long time ago. In a world called Kickapoo. <laughs> town. <laughs> town called Kickapoo. A town called, not a world. It's from Imagine the a whole, no, it's you a town. You know what from? Yeah. It's a town it's called a town Kickapoo. Kickapoo. Maybe it is. I it like is. I, feel like it was a I was just <laughs> listening to this song like the other day. This is his jam. He sings <laughs> it in the shower. Yeah, we watched the movie. <laughs> I guess we're going to find out embarrassing stuff about me on this podcast. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it to get out. You shouldn't bring your wife. Hey, I have concerts in the shower yeah see there That's you go he just bro. outed himself <laughs> there you go fist bump <laughs> <laughs> i have <laughs> mark you have <laughs> mark <laughs> okay i don't know what that's from that's from, from tenacious, tenacious d. d i don't remember that dude oh oh my god you need to I go back it's a perfect segue movie. to your guys little i don't remember every scene here i have no clue what you're talking about oh our top 10 movie list yeah dude. we're gonna be posting that Oh, well, when you okay. hear this podcast, Dude, we'll have posted it on Monday. Thank God it's an opinion or Tuesday. Question. We're going to post it on Tuesday. 
But by the time you hear it, it'll have been two days in the past. Thank but God we'll be two days in the future. Question. How confusing is that? Dude, I'm sitting here yawning. Yeah, I didn't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I Anyways, we're going to be posting the top ten movie list. Go check it out. Vote. Riley's top ten or my top ten. Anyways. <coughs> so we've been together for a long time. It's true. Um, I mean, stuff. Do we cuss on this podcast? No, we don't. We've been through some stuff. He does a few times. We now I gotta go black and bleep it out. I'm so sorry. Thanks. Well, you um, already um, talked about. You said ASS. Oh, that's true. I did. Tats. Okay. So. I did. I said marks. I guess Whatever you said. I'm not keeping tabs. Today, anyways. Are we saying that's a cuss word? Yes, that's a cuss word. If yeah. I wouldn't let my two-year-old say it, it's a cuss word. Yeah, but. Anyways. I feel like damn isn't a cuss word either, but I wasn't allowed to say it. Well, fun fact. It's Hell from the Bible. Too. Damnation. Yeah, so. I mean. Ant-Man said it. Well, yeah. I don't think Ant-Man counts. Yeah, well. Like, also, what is that movie rated? So, um, Kelly, what's your occupation? I'm a special ed teacher, mild, moderate special ed teacher. Special ed. That's pretty interesting. Special major. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Um, so explain that, um, that, um, what's it called? profession the profession thank you explain it yes explain like what you do not maybe not the specific job you have but like what is special special education like what does your job as what is your job aspect um i mean i feel like it's pretty self-explanatory but um i work with kids with varying needs of different kinds um and we just kind of attack wherever their um, deficits are academically. Mm. It, I don't know mm. how to say this, but is your class like all kinds of kids on the spectrum or is it just a certain? So it's mild, moderate. Okay. Yeah. So where I worked before, it was severe, profound, like super severe cases. And where I'm at now is mild, moderate. So I deal with a lot of um, ADHD, dyslexia, and like, some some kids with ASD, autism spectrum disorder. A couple. What's ASD? Autism spectrum disorder. What's the autism spectrum disorder? <laughs> autism. Is that, is autism. So, yeah, autism is, is a, it's a spectrum. So it used to be called, used to have Asperger's as a diagnosis. That's no longer a diagnosis. So if you were traditionally going to have Asperger's, right, the, the new criteria that psychologists use to um, diagnose you you're just considered on the autism spectrum. And then because it's a spectrum of disorder of a disorder, you can have like super high functioning kiddos versus like not quite as high functioning, which I don't really like that term, but it is yeah. what it is. It's what they use. Um, so I don't want to say this. I you guys are walking on eggshells. It's yeah. okay. I'll fix your language. What's up? Okay. I don't <laughs> just don't want it to come out rude, but part of why we're here advocating. what what causes to autism so it's interesting they they kind of don't know 
So some people say it's genetic. Some people say it's not. Some people say it's vaccine. Some people say it's not. Who are people? Like, Doc- doctors, psychologists, specialists, okay. people that research it. Probably conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of the people. I'm I'm in the belief that vaccines do not cause autism. I think that's a little ridiculous because if they did, we would all have autism. Because pretty much all of us get vaccinated in order to go to school. So, <laughs> but you never know. Some people have some compelling research. So autism is just. They don't know. They don't really know. There's not really any. There's believed to be a genetic aspect, but there's it's mostly correlation studies, so not causation studies. So it's like we've noticed that these patterns exist, but they can't identify that as the cause for it. Interesting. Yeah. Is there any one? How do you say it? Is there any like? So you said autism spectrum. So Mm -hmm. does like everyone like just across the spectrum or are like certain people like certain people like is there like categories of autism like is are there like sub diagnoses with it well no like is it individualized or can like 10 people have the same diagnosis of of autism well yeah so there's there's diagnostic you know criteria like they have to they have to meet certain diagnosis you know different points to diagnose it um, but the reason it's a spectrum is because it shows up differently in everyone. So like, um, in order to have it diagnosed, there's a million tests and I don't do testing. I'm a teacher, not a psychologist. So, but they go through evaluation. And so it's like, there's like a language evaluation and, um, all kinds of stuff, but they, you know, like one thing that they look for in like even 18 month olds is, you know, like how many words are they producing? Um, what are their motor movements like? And, um, can they make eye contact? So a lot of the times that's like the first red flag for people with autism is they have a really hard time making eye contact with people. Um, but again, I don't diagnose, so I don't know what all the points are. I know what a lot of them are, but um, they have to go through assessment in order to get it. So if like people being diagnosed or kids or whoever's being diagnosed with autism, they're always going to be diagnosed differently from each other? No, they have to meet the criteria. So same thing as, you know, if you, um, for you to get like a, I don't even know, to get like a a diagnosis for like schizophrenia, right? You have to exhibit X, Y, Z. Or to get a diagnosis for the flu, right? You have to exhibit X, Y, Z and have it present Mm -hmm. in your, you know, you have have it present in your system. Just like any other disorder or disease, you have to exhibit symptoms, right? They're not just going to walk up to any random person and be like, I think you have autism. You have autism. You know, like you have to meet the criteria. Mm -hmm. Um, I should have started with this, but Kelly does have a college degree. She is is not a modern day dummy like us. (laughs) So (laughs) I just wanted to, we should have said that at the beginning. Hence modern day dummies. Thank you. I have, um, (laughs) I have my dumb moments. You you know that, but <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? So, uh, again, not trying to be rude, but it's kind of hard. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to ask. Um, so just talking to you, like, you know, after work, because we're husband and wife, so we just talk often. Do we talk? Is that <laughs> something you do, Ryan? Because I'm not actually <laughs> always sure. All right. <laughs> Keep it off the mic. <laughs> um, 
I lost my train of thought. Thanks. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to ask. So listening to the stories you tell me, you, these kids tend to be very intelligent, but are on the spectrum. So how does that, like, why are they so smart? Or is that too hard of a question? Well, I don't know the answer to it. Like, I don't know a black and white answer as to, like, why they're so smart. But in a lot of in a lot of cases, and it's not that they're it's not that they're so smart. It's that everybody the way I think of it is everybody has strengths and weaknesses, because I feel I'm also super against this like culture that I feel like it's pretty toxic to to put this like sunshine and rainbows culture on it too like people will often say like oh my god kids with down syndrome are just so fun to be around and it's like well yes that's true but they're people too and we shouldn't be categorizing them as fun because of their disorder so I I, that's tricky for me but kids with autism or people with autism um tend to be I would say more specialized in one particular thing because it's they tend to fixate so if they're interested in something that's going to be like all they want to talk about all they want to learn all they want to study all they want to do and they're experts in it and there are those cases like a kid that I used to work with where it's like you could ask him like you could say okay September 3rd 1974 what day was it and he'd be like Thursday and if you would go back it'd be correct every single time And so that has to do with, like, an intense, insane math knowledge that, like, most of us can't even comprehend. And so that stuff, at least to my knowledge, is not explained. It's just kind of like this miraculous wiring that they have. Um, But I don't don't know the reasoning for it. I just know that it's amazing and super fun to work with. Yeah, there was a kid I went to high school with. He's like that with dividing. He just – any question you ask, he knew. It's so cool. It's so cool. Going back to uh, what you just said a minute ago, wiring. We had had a conversation, I don't know, a couple months ago maybe. And you said, I don't remember exactly what you said, but you said that sometimes like the wiring in the brain is different. So that was when we were talking about dyslexia. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that. So dyslexia is. So. I'm going to geek out, but so a lot of people, Riley, what's dyslexia? What does it mean if you have dyslexia? From what I know, mixing things up like letters, numbers. What do you mean by mixing them up? Like a D and a B. Like they, so they're flipped. Yeah. Right. So it's like flipping letters mm-hmm. and numbers. That's what every I, single person thinks. Yeah. Cause I know that's not the truth, but I, it's not. So it can be. So dyslexia is a phonological processing disorder. So pause. That's a huge word for some dummies, okay? <laughs> so define, I can't even say the word. So. Phonological, phonological. So phonics, right? When you go to school, you learn phonics. I told you she's just. <laughs> Don't shake your head no, she's Riley. She's so smart. Like. <laughs> so, well, you did. No, you did learn phonics. So phonics is like, what sounds do letters make? Oh yeah, I just so like A says A, ah, B says B, right? So, oh, so I mean I that's that word okay. that's very just I like rudimentary, but the whole, the whole thing together is a lot. Basically, phonics is like the basis of I get phonics reading, okay. right? 
Um, anyways, so dyslexia is a phonological processing disorder. And people think a lot of the time that those, the flipping, right, it's called reversals, reversing letters. Um, they think that that's what dyslexia means. And really it has way more to do with than that. It can, um, that can be part of it. And that is something that they struggle with, but it's more like it can affect everything. Like they don't, they can mix, um, like they can, their eyes can drift onto different lines and like read out of order. So that can be like a visual tracking issue with it. Or, um, there's just, there's so much that goes into it, but the reversal thing is actually super cool. So I'm going to nerd out. But anyways, okay, so we are all born with what's called mirror invariance, Mm -hmm. right? Our brains are just born with it. So um, I did this whole training, and I'm just going to use that study's example. This is not my study. Um, I don't have rights to any of this. So anywho, um, I'm not putting a bibliography at the end of the uh, reference page at the the end of the podcast. It's not happening Um, because it was just a study. I don't even know who did it, but we – we had it um, explained to us. Anyways, so mirror invariance. Basically, if you take, think about a chair, right? And a baby learns that, sees a chair, that's a chair. And it's, you know, sitting on its four legs and, and there's the back of it and everything. And you know that that's a chair. If you lay the chair on its side, the baby will know, well, that's still a chair. It's just laying on its side. If you turn it upside down, the baby's going to know, oh, it's still a chair. It's just upside down. So what our brains work to do. So you have to also know that humans are wired for spoken language. So if you were to put two infants, obviously we would never do this, but if you were to put two infants in a cave, never feed them or feed, feed them to keep them alive, but never introduce like what a name of anything is. It's pitch black. It's just two of them. You never talk to them. They never hear anything. The two of them will come up with a spoken language to talk to each other. So we're wired to connect with others and to have language. So what's really, what's really cool about that is that everybody eventually, if they have the physical ability to speak, will learn to speak. Um, so what we are not wired for. Is that why people who speak like multiple languages are like pretty intelligent? Or they say people who know more than one language are intelligent? I mean, I don't know if that's tied to it, but that's why a lot of the times if you have like a bilingual person, they'll say like, oh, well, I can speak Spanish, but I can't write it. I can't read it. Oh, okay. Right? Like you have a conversational speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that comes from. So our brains are not wired for written language. So if you tell a baby, that's mama, mama, that's mama, that's mama, they're going to know and they're going to go, mama, mama, right? They're not going to see M-A-M-A on a piece of paper and know that that says mama because we're not wired for written language. It's not innate. So it has to be explicitly taught. So basically to a baby – words letters just kind of look like a bunch of squiggly lines and dots and dashes right it doesn't really mean anything to them it's like morse code um so when we are learning to read we um we have to learn those letters and what we actually have to do is we have to undo our mirror invariance so we and we do this subconsciously it's just taught to us we learn to adapt that mirror invariance so if we see a d right? And we see a D. If we flip that, it's not a D anymore. It's a B or it's a P or it's a Q. So we have to learn that when it comes to written language, that same principle that applies to a chair doesn't apply to written language. Well, people with dyslexia physically don't have those, um, 
those uh, neurons in the brain, like, and if there, if you look at brain scans of people with dyslexia versus people that don't have dyslexia, there are actually there's physically um, more neurons and more activity in the brain in that in that part of the brain um, in the person without dyslexia than with it. Their brain just physically never makes those connections. Those branches just never sprout. Um, so they can't, they haven't undone that mirror invariance. So to them, flipping something, it's still a B. It's still a B. It's still a B. It doesn't matter which way you flip it. So they have to even more so focus on how to undo that. Yeah. That's a lot of smartness. <laughs> I don't know. Riley seems like he gets it. He's, no, he's following I'm, along. No, he's I got know. it. I'm following it. Thanks, guys. I'm following along. I know, but you've heard this before. Yeah. I'm following along. It's just, that's very intelligent stuff. Like, I don't know. It just <laughs> seems really smart. This is more of a science question, but do you know why those, like, for people who have dyslexia, do you know why they have dyslexia? Do you know why those branches I don't, just stop? I don't know why, yeah, because I, I don't, wondering. yeah, I, and that's. Do, do we know, though? Like scientists? I'm, you know, and it's. Or doctors? Or it's interesting, because dyslexia is one of those things that it's just kind of coming to light in recent years because typically what the, what they would do is they'd say, oh, well, you can't read. You must have dyslexia. You must be flipping your letters around. When really there are kids, like I work with kids that have dyslexia that have not once in their reading mixed a letter up. So it oftentimes shows up, um, one kiddo in particular, it shows up as a, like a sound reversal. So not associating the correct sound with the correct letter or blending the, the letters or um, there's also a lot of again it's it's a ton of research and I don't know it as well so I'm not going to quote it but there's there's something to do with the with the muscles in the eye and like the optic nerve and stuff that as they're reading um, it, it fatigues because it's so hard for them so it's like the more they read it's like the worse it's getting throughout that period um, which is why they need like that individualized breaking it down really into small chunks that are manageable for them. So the letters flipping, that's more of a common thing. Is that why most people, like, how do I say this? Not a common, I guess, symptom. <laughs> yeah, so the the flipping of letters, I think that that's just an easy way for them to explain it. Like, oh, he has dyslexia, he flips stuff around. When that's really not at all what it is. I wish, I know it's a podcast, right, so there's no visuals. Maybe you guys can post on your social media. I'll find, like, what it looks like and you guys and I'll give it to you for your for your Instagram <laughs> but there's you can see like you shameless can, plug yeah <laughs> there's a um yeah it's not like I you know help you with your Instagram or anything now never no, I would never well I was supposed to whatever anywho um I can find like a page of like a paragraph you know that we you and I would read it normally and then a paragraph of what it may look like for someone with dyslexia again every that's something that I've learned being an educator too is like just because somebody has a diagnosis doesn't mean it's black and white. They don't need the same thing. Two kids with ADHD don't need the same thing. Two kids with autism don't need the same thing. Two kids with dyslexia don't need the same thing. That's why they have IEPs, individualized education plans, right? Because every time there's any kind of need, they're different based on the different kid. So, anywho. Wow. That's uh, some crazy stuff there. Very uh, geeking out there. Yeah, I could go on for hours, so. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and I do. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, usually I come to you with a question. Yeah. So, it's not like you're just, 
oh, let me blurt out this phrase or sentence or paragraph. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, that all that smart is going to have to digest, and we're going to be right back after this break. I've known him since he was four. We could we could talk about. No, you don't have secrets. Well, you don't have secrets. No. <laughs> okay, back on. What are you looking up? You're looking at some deep shit there. <laughs> My son, you are afraid of death because you are not in alignment with yourself. Riley, I'm reading. Don't, Don't be it. afraid. Our bodies are mortals, but our souls are free and everlasting. <laughs> Please read that on the podcast. Be like, Riley. I am. Oh, you are? Yeah. Just looked over at your laptop and <laughs> that should be your ad break. That's some deep <laughs> stuff there, dude. It's just a spiritual, a spiritual account you follow. Interesting. This is your next episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. What are, What is this spiritual thing you follow? I follow you. Wow. This is something. What? We're not talking about that. We're talking about Kelly right now. Aye, aye, aye. Anyways. All right. We're back from that small break. You have a question for her? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Straight back to it. What's up? So, in your classroom, what do you actually do? Oh, good question. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, I work with mostly kids with either diagnosed dyslexia or basically... They have d- they, it's like obvious that they have dyslexia and they just haven't been diagnosed, and that's for a multitude of reasons. Parents don't want a diagnosis, insurance doesn't cover it, blah blah blah. So Go ahead. for those kids who have dyslexia, what what are their like what's the right telltale signs of just like do they have the mismatch of letters? So I have I have one kid that does, but most of it is just it, pretty much the biggest red flag is an extended. Um, issue with reading like if you're in fourth grade and you still can't read like there's there's something wrong you know it's it's a red flag and it doesn't mean that it can't be fixed because it definitely can like um a lot of people take dyslexia and they're like oh my god like my kid's never gonna read and well that's not true at all you just need to get them the help they need right get them the intervention so that's actually what i do i'm an intervention teacher at the school too um special at an intervention and so um there's this whole gamut of things that we do um to work on like their phonological processing their letter writing their sound recognition just phonological awareness in general um identifying sounds and <laughs> and everything else um <laughs> and um so yeah I, I i do reading intervention i also do some math intervention with certain kids that need it it's very limited, thank goodness, because I am, <laughs> I am not great at math. I will just be the first one to. I am not oh, good at math. I'm like, I can pass. I've never failed. Okay. It is I'm not my jam. I'm not right there with you anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> um, you lost me. But uh, no, it's it's not my jam. But I do uh, I do sensory math with the kids, so like, kinesthetic learning. So using, you know, manipulatives and things to do math. And then the other thing is I teach. Um, <laughs> I teach um, executive functioning skills to kids that have delays there. So that's most mostly kids on the spectrum have that, as well as kids with ADHD really struggle with executive functioning skills. So, Speaking of ADHD, we need to go back to a long, long time ago, 
in our like second episode, Riley and I were talking about, I don't know, something. And he said, what did you say you had? I think it was ADD. So he said he had ADD, and Riley and I had this conversation, and my wife listened to the podcast after and was like, you two are idiots. So, Kelly, please explain why we are idiots. Well, I'm going to be really honest. Sorry, sorry. Dummies. But yeah, go I, I'm going to be really honest. I don't exactly remember what you said. That was a, that was a, a plethora of weeks ago. I don't remember exactly either, so. But, I mean, I remember Riley saying he thinks he has ADD, but... There's no thanks to it. I mean, it so <laughs> it is what it is. Basically, <laughs> what it was was I looked. We looked up the definition on Google. Obviously, Google. Oh not yeah, the greatest yeah, yeah. Source. It was not a great source. I don't remember what it said, but I just remember like Basically, shaking my head at the definition. Yeah, it was, was like, like what. ADD was like an old term for ADHD or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, no, like the two definitely still exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, right? Attention yeah. deficit disorder. Kids, individuals, adults, whatever, with ADD are typically the ones that get the lazy label. So it's not that they're lazy at all, but that's the label that they get because they're not hyperactive. They would much rather just chill at home. They would, um, you know, just rather be, quote unquote, what people label them as lazy, right? So, um, and typically... ADD and ADHD can actually be severely improved by teaching executive functioning skills, which is what part of what we do, what I do. Interesting. So there's the correction for our kind of correction. Mistake. I don't exactly know what it said, so it's not a correction. It's just both can both do Maybe exist. Fine. Yeah. Is there a big difference between ADHD and ADD, or is it not that big of a difference? Um. I mean, the underlying stuff, I mean, the attention portion, right? The attention part of it is the same. But a kid with ADHD is like, I'm just thinking in the classroom setting, right? If there's a kid with ADHD, they're jumping up and down. They're out of their seat. They're pacing. They're fidgeting. They're tapping their pencil. They're asking the teacher um, questions. They're impulsively speaking out. Typically, a kid with ADD is more depressive. So they're typically the ones that wear their hood in class, put their head down. They're still unorganized. They still don't pay attention. They still don't take their notes. But they're more, um, you notice more like depressive symptoms typically. And I don't know, again, I'm not a psychologist or a doctor, so I don't diagnose it. Um, So I don't necessarily know the ins and outs of it. But just from my observations as a teacher going into the classroom, the kids that I've had with ADD are typically the ones that do – you know, we talk a lot about how to manage depress- depression and how to, like, come out of a funk, whereas kids with ADHD, we're working on, like, sensory strategies and things to calm them down and <laughs> bring them back down to baseline. Is it? It's not possible to have, like, both issues, is it? No, because, I mean... They're two opposites. They're t- they're, I mean, they're the same, but they have opposite behaviors. Yeah. So, some opposite behaviors. So, underlying problem, though, is, like, um, you know not in class you're not taking your notes you're not paying attention you're you're zoned out you're reading and you know a lot of kids will like read a chapter book instead of listening to the teacher they're just they're just checked out like they don't care about what it's not it's not even that they don't care it's just that there's almost like an inability there that it's a a skill that they need to work on so a lot of a lot of kids typical right neurotypical kids learn like oh everyone's taking notes right now. I should probably take out my notebook and take some notes. A kid with ADHD is just going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go jump up and down. (laughs) Like, I don't really need this, you know? And so 
um, again, they're typically super intelligent too because they think the opposite way. So like they kind of, they're also the ones that are also gonna, like I think of a lot of like politicians or like big name people that like do inspirational speaking and stuff like that. Typically they have some kind of an attention disorder because they're thinking in a different way. They're not wanting to be sheep and follow, you know, the rest of the class or the rest of the group or whatever. They want to do their own thing. And there's beauty in that too. But I think, you know, as an educator, it's like at a certain point, those kids, like you're in school, you, you do have to, you know, at least get through it, you know? And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, look, especially the kids with severe like ADHD. I'm like, look, we are not looking for you to be the next Einstein. I don't need you to get straight A's. I just need you to get like a C minus, like just pass and gold star. Like that's what, and they're like, okay, all right. All right, Mrs. E, that's cool. I'm like, okay, then <laughs> if you can just pass, like, I just don't want to see an F on your report card. Thanks. Um, that's, that's our academic route with those kids. Is there a right or wrong time to get your kid diagnosed? And also should every kid just get tested anyways? Or? No. Okay. Also, I want to go back to what I'm saying. Um, also, I wasn't trying to say that like kids with ADHD can't get A's because they absolutely can. That's not what I, I don't want that to get twisted. I'm just saying for my students in particular, many of them, we have that negotiation meeting and it's normally pretty silly and sarcastic and they know that obviously I want them to do their best and get A's. Okay. Nobody come for me. Uh, that's <laughs> not what I was saying at all. Like they are more than capable of getting A's. Um, they just sometimes don't want to. Um, your question, when the earlier the better. So unfortunately what happens is a lot of parents are for some, well, for societal reasons, right? There's like this shame to like, oh, my kid can't read yet or, oh, they're hyper in class. There's like shame behind it. And to me, like I have a very incredibly, extremely hyperactive toddler. I would not be surprised if one day we have to go get her tested for ADHD. I just wouldn't be surprised. And to me, it's like not that big of a deal. It's just, okay, you need glasses to see. You, you need braces to straighten your teeth. You have ADHD. Like, who cares? Like, it's not a big deal to me at all. Um, but the sooner the better because they do need certain supports. And, and, and <coughs> it's not – I also hate the term special needs because it's not that your needs are special. We all have needs, right? Like, some people have to eat gluten-free like myself or some people can't have dairy. It's not a special need. It's just a freaking need. Anyways, moving on. Um, um, so you can get them – on the path that they need, right? So you can get them the intervention that they need and stuff to um, to just be successful to, you know, like a lot of kids with ADHD, um, a big problem is with like organization and planning and time management. Like those are all really bad things. And if, if you're applying to a job, right, and you can't get organized, you aren't on time and you don't plan to be there and plan your outfit and all that, like you're not going to get the job. So I, I'm more like to focus on that stuff and you can get them – the help sooner, the sooner you diagnose them. Well, uh, you kind of shook your head no when I said, um, should we just get tested anyways? Yeah, like everyone. Yeah, just that like would be a nightmare. It'd be an absolute nightmare. For everyone, for everyone involved, it'd be a nightmare for insurances, teachers, principals, parents. Why? Because just kids would be getting diagnosed left and right? No, or? because it's a process. It's It's a lot of. At my school alone, my graduating class was four thousand students. You gotta, that's yeah, and then that depends. Class. I mean, that's a lot of kids at one school that they'd have to test. Yeah, it's a lot, and so you know, if you're doing it through the school, it's a school psych, and a, a lot of kids um, don't have the best insurance, and families can't afford for that kind of testing, and, and 
I mean, you're talking like if we revamped the entire like medical system, right? And like got everybody, but there's not a need, right? You only need to do that if you're noticing deficits. And some kids, some kids just take a while to bloom. And I tell parents that all the time because then there's also parents on the opposite end that are like, oh my gosh, my, my kindergartner, he, he's not answering my questions correctly. I asked him what color is the sky and, and he said bird, you know, and, and, and the parents freak out like, oh my God, he must have autism or ADHD or something. He doesn't understand. It's like, well, no, he's, he's five and Still a kid. he's five and he's joking with you and he's pulling your leg. And so, you know, or, or maybe he does want to say bird and maybe he's just imaginative and, you know, eventually they, they grow out of that. And I tell, I tell a lot of parents, like he's just using his imagination or she's just using her imagination, like nurture it while you can. Cause mm-hmm. they hit 12 ish and it goes away our society robs them of it. So let them be creative for as long as possible. So it's a fine line between there's actually an issue and somebody's just kind of like a little bit of a late bloomer. Wow. Some interesting stuff there. Um, man, special education. I, you know, before I don't, I never even really gave it a thought until Kelly started like working out of school and like she was, involved in it and whatever and i just i was just like yeah those are uh special ed kids <laughs> like you know that's part of what i hate too yeah like, so many kids like if you, like at a public high school or public middle school you can literally go your entire school day and not once see a kid with different needs yeah. you will not once see a kid in a wheelchair or a kid that's hand flapping or like a, and that's horrible like because then what that leads to is like in our society you see a kid in the grocery store hand flapping and you think he's going to come at you and attack you and it's like no he's literally just doing it to sensory like regulate himself it has nothing to do with you like Mm -hmm. he's not dangerous and and there's just such a taboo around it because we go our whole lives without being exposed to it right yeah and now i have like so much more respect for it the people who are involved the parents the teacher like everyone just it's crazy, like the stories that Kelly has told me, and it, it's insane. Like, and they're most of them. Well, from I've never had personal experience, but from stories, most of them are just super intelligent freaking kids. Yeah, and the stories you're talking about are mostly my severe kids. I would assume for my last job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and by severe, we mean I mean like behaviorally, like very severe. Mm-hmm. Like I had my nose fractured. I had my scalp bitten, my stomach bitten while I was pregnant. Yeah. Lots of lots of craziness with kids, but um it's not again and, and all of that sounds so scary and it's it it's not. Like it I don't know, it's just really hard. It's it's a you know, if you think about a two year old and, and a tantrum that they're having, right? Because they can't regulate. It's like physically impossible for a toddler to regulate until they learn. You just kinda have to upscale that to a twenty year old and that's just kinda what you're right. dealing with, but yeah. So speaking of a toddler, we have a toddler. We do. <laughs> the perfectest, cutest little daughter. Two ever. and like three month old. Two year, three months. No, we don't have a two year old and a three month old. No, 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 we have one child. Yes. That's <laughs> two years and three like three two, months old. No, two. Two years and almost two months. What month are we in? Dude, it's August, the beginning of August. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> She's like two years, <laughs> a month and a half. <laughs> okay she's two I don't yeah she's two, she's two. Yeah, whatever she's two um <laughs> she's 36 months i <laughs> guess uh, uh, my my child is uh, 25 months 12 days 14 seconds <laughs> uh so what's uh being a mom like it's amazing 
It's the best thing ever. Absolute best thing ever. I don't even know what else to say. There's no freaking <laughs> words. It's it's just it's the best thing ever. What's uh-huh. like being a dad? Uh, I've pretty much said this from the beginning. It's like a dream I never want to wake up from. It's so surreal, right? Yeah. It's just like, like I've said that from the day she was born. Like you'll even get before there, right? she don't was worry. born. The Lambo is the baby. She's <laughs> God. It's more than. Uh, she is more precious than rubies. She is a crazy little kid. God, the crazy, the crazies. <coughs> so. Yeah, you probably heard her in the back. She is constantly <laughs> screaming, screaming in the back. Knocking on the door. <laughs> Uncle Ryrie, Uncle Ryrie. <laughs> um. What? So, not to like bash or anything, but like, what is your least favorite and your favorite thing about parenting? Yeah, or just about being a mom. Uh, favorite thing? I can't. I can't. Well, actually, I can actually pin it down to one thing. Ever since she was born, my I think my favorite thing is just like the joy that I witness her bringing to the world, like to everyone. Just literally, she walks in the room and people just can't help but smile. Yeah. And to me, that's like the ultimate form of like it, it's like all God's love wrapped into just one little being, and it, it's so stinking cool to watch. And she walks in and just hi. Hi. Oh, she says hi to Ev- everyone. Everyone at the Doesn't grocery store. Grocery store. Hi, I'm Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> she she's yeah. just an absolute ray of sunshine. Ever since she was a newborn, though, like she would just look mm-hmm. at people and just smile. Yeah. Like, and it just she melts everyone's heart, and I think that's the coolest thing. And also just like watching her brain work, just watching her develop and grow and learn. Oh my God, she's a little genius. And so, just watching all the new things that she learns. My least favorite thing is gonna be a toss up between potty training. And the gosh darn tantrums. And I think the tantrums are really hard for me because of what I do. I, you know, especially where I was at before, like I have these kids that I work with that there's a reason, right, that they they have Mm -hmm. a hard time coping or a hard time communicating. And for her, I, I do. I tend to forget that she's only two because she talks so much and she's so advanced that I'm I'm like, okay, why can't you just calm down? Like, why? why are you screaming at me? Like it just, and it frustrates me because I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like there's, and not that there's anything wrong with anyone else. I just, I'm like, you don't have an underlying condition. Like, why can't you just stop? And then I remember, well, she's only two. Like, that's why. So, and that's my hardest thing is like trying and then also trying to have grace with myself um, during those times. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, she won't stop crying. I failed. I suck. I'm, you know, it's just like that constant mom guilt. I get that a lot. I'm also horrible at self care. I'll go, I mean, I don't even get to go to the bathroom alone half the time. You're at work, <laughs> but when I'm home, I'm like, I'm, I can't even, can't even close the door to go to the bathroom. It's impossible. So, and and the fact that as a mom, you consider that self care. You're like, yeah, I had self care today. Like, took a poop by myself. Close the door. Oh, my God. don't you dare delete that because that's true. Moms are gonna relate. <laughs> but it's just, it's crazy. It's like. You know, before I had this, like in college, I was like, okay, once a week, I, I treat myself to Starbucks and I read my novel and I go sit in the Rose Garden at call it, at the, the school I went to. And, you know, I sip my cold brew. Right. It's like I would sip my cold brew and read my trashy novel and then call you and FaceTime or whatever. And like, just have self-care. I'd go get my nails done. When is the last time I got my nails done? The last time you did it? Yeah. The last time I did it <laughs> myself, <laughs> you know, and it's like. You, I just think about these things like what like you know and just finding that balance between like I still exist but now she's the priority right I love it though I wouldn't trade it for the world 
Yeah, me Because now, now I just paint her little toenails instead of mine. <laughs> uh, Riley. What's up? So what's it like being an uncle? I mean, I don't know. I, I suck at answering these questions. Because they're emotional and you like to <laughs> pretend like you don't have those things. A little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> things don't change for me. I mean, yeah. That's true. You don't see her every day. Yeah, she's she's there, but like, I don't know how to explain it. It's but you, when she comes, like when you see her, her around, seeing her around is she's she does like what Kelly said. She does bring a joy as soon as she enters the room, and she's super smart. I don't, she's insanely. It's smart. not fair, oh, dude. She can name like, any, literally smart. any dinosaur, That's any. Oh my, we should tell. She her one of her favorite dinosaurs is Pachycephalosaurus, right? I only know two dinosaurs. Just saying. Hey, I knew like two going into this. She taught me. I knew the Triceratops. Amen. And the T Rex. <laughs> Amen, brother. Velociraptor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. See, somebody watched Jurassic Park. Triceratops? He said that. Dummies. You said that? <laughs> yeah, I just said that. Anywho, she she likes the Pachycephalosaurus, which we learned has like a thick bone structure on its skull outside of its scales or whatever they have, whatever dinosaurs have. I don't know. Anywho, they headbutt. And so this child literally yeah, runs wow. around the house now saying, I'm Pachycephalosaurus. And she headbutts the walls. So softly, but guys. It's softly. hilarious. She'll like run up like. Oh, she stomps and she'll runs. She'll run up to it like super fast and then like stop right before she gets to the wall and then kind of just, just like gently bump it. her head. Yeah. Like, Boom. oh. And then she'll say, headbutting competitions. You need to buy her a helmet. Seriously. Like, yeah. well, we needed to do that <laughs> when she walked off the curb. So. <laughs> Oops. When we say, guys, that she's, she's hyperactive, I mean, she, she is hyperactive. <laughs> like, I've never <laughs> seen. I've done a lot of like working with toddlers and nurseries at churches and babysitting. And I've literally never in my life seen a child with as much a toddler with as much energy as this child. There's no. And now that I'm home all summer and like I'm with her, you know, every waking minute, which is my goal. It's what I always want to do. But I'm like, oh, my God, like, what do I do with her all day? (laughs) Like and her attention span is like, okay, next. okay, next. You know, I'm like trying to get her to just do things. It's just oh, my God, she. She just wants to do it all at once. <laughs> I think she's going to really enjoy camping. Yeah. We're, we plan on going on like a small camping trip. In Hopefully. The next coming weeks. Hopefully. Sorry, and I'm yawning. It's past my bedtime, yo. <laughs> my mom. It's, what is it, like 8 o'clock? Yep, almost 8. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to like, uh, I think she's going to like camping the dirt and stuff. Oh, yeah. She loves the dirt, like mm-hmm. digging and just making a mess. Going camping. Yeah, right. Uh, where are we going camping? I don't know yet. Um, Go to that lake dad was talking about. Go to the lake dad was talking. I don't know what it's called. Isabella, something like that. Oh, Lake Isabella. Oh, lake Isabella. Um, there's also there's a place. So we have ATVs that we take out riding sometimes, um, like once a month. And there was this place we just went. Um, it's less than once a month, but yeah. Where was that? Was off. I don't know. You guys went without me. It was kind of out towards. Hot. If you live in the LA area, it was kind of out towards like um, past Six Flags, like. Past Santa Clarita, out towards um, what is that lake out there? Lake Pyramid? No, Castaic Lake. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was out there, but <laughs> anyways. I think we're so. Good. I think that's it's fine. like out by kind of like Castaic Lake. Anyways, so that's not the point of this. Um, so being parents, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's Riley, awesome. do you ever think you'll have kids? Yeah. We just talked about this on the last podcast. Did you? And you asked if I was getting married. We did? Yeah. Oh, well, I, 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 okay, I I'm going to be honest. So one of the things we talked about is I don't have time to listen to these podcasts because I don't have time for self-care. So I didn't hear it. So tell me real quick. You 
Are you getting married? Do you want kids? Probably not. Why? It's just drama I don't want to deal with. I'd rather drama. not. I'm not drama. No, but. I'm perfect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but every female is different. That's true. So, so just find the right one. Yeah. But the that's one that's not drama. That's a lot of work. You know? I'd just rather not do that. They can come to me if I they want. Oh, my God. I don't. <laughs> I'm just going to Well, Riley, for them, to, for them to come out. You know, come to to you. You you gotta get out of the house and you know wake up before six thirty p.m. at nine thirty. Yeah, well, that's when I get out of the that's house. That's when uh, sensible women that the are not clubbing. crazy are sleeping. Uh, the club is. If you're gonna meet all your women in the club, you're probably gonna catch some crazies. You might catch an, a you know I'll a couple nice ones, crazies. but you just said you didn't want crazies. <laughs> Don't want them for a long time. Oh, so you're gonna get married at what, like fifty? Get yourself a trophy yeah, wife. Be one of those old people. That's that creepy. Old. I no, I don't like that. Wife. I don't I'm like that at all. Oh, okay. That's it's <laughs> a little better. <laughs> but Peyton needs a cousin. <laughs> I can definitely wait at least ten years from now. Oh, <laughs> whoop! There it is. <laughs> well, that's the st- that fits with the, the, the statistics. I'm weird, guys. I'm a weirdo. I've said this before. We I'm, both are. I just I was born in the wrong decade. The just the era. wrong era, the wrong generation. Like I want to be a fifties housewife wearing an apron all day, baking cookies and watching the kids. Like that's <laughs> my dream. That is the life. I know that that's super taboo for a woman in the, I don't know what a 2020 era. Twenties. The twenties. We're the in the twenties. That's weird. That yeah. sounds weird. So we kind of had this conversation. That is kind of weird. It's super like, weird. It's like the twenties, thirties, like, like you think back, well, like okay, you think back to like high school when you learned about the twenties, the twenties, the, the roaring twenties, right? It was nineteen, whatever. But now we're in the twenties, so when you go to school and learn about the twenties, it's gonna be us. You're learning about the twenties a hundred years ago. Yeah, it's, it's weird. crazy to think about. Like we're in the twenties. Don't learn about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to th- th- think about that though, because like okay, the people that are born in twenty ninety five. Are going to be in the be 90s, but like, yeah, that's our 90s. That's oh, weird. Peyton's going to be like, what did we say? 18 and 20. Don't talk about 35? these things. 2037. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, we're, I don't like that at all. I'll be 30. I'm gonna be so old. So around, not correct uh, math, but around 30. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll be, I'll be almost, said, I'll be like 40 ish. Uh, yeah. Just shy of four, around four. Wow, that's crazy. 2035? 2037? Speaking of, I love that we're young parents. We can keep up with her. Yeah. We (laughs) can keep up with her. Because I think about if if we would have waited, because I mean, we've been together forever. So if we would have just decided to wait, we would have had her when we were, you know, 28, 29, 30, 31. There is no way on God's green earth that if I was 30 years old, you know, eight, ten, whatever years from now, seven years, whatever it is. I'm bad at math. We've been over this. Mm-hmm. Um, if we had waited that long, I, there, and we had that same child, we still had Peyton, <laughs> and she was this hyper, like, I, I'd i have to, I don't know what I would do. I'd have to take, like, a monthly weekend vacation away from both of you and just go sleep. Oh, my God. Like, I, I wouldn't. I would not have the energy. I just wouldn't. I mean, I struggle now. <laughs> I'm a caffeine addict now. Oh man, that'd be something. Yeah. God bless. God bless older parents. God bless you. I'm praying for you. <laughs> mm. Oh man, that's really so. something. All right. 
Well, it's going to round out our conversation with Kelly. And uh, we're going to be back next week. And then the week after that, we'll have another guest on. Thank you, Kelly, for being on our podcast. Yeah, you bet. Anytime. You know where to find me. <laughs> um, you can find the Modern Day Dummies on Instagram at modern underscore day underscore dummies. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Podcast Index, which I still don't know what that is. And we can we might have a YouTube show someday. Doubtful. Doubtful. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we we need our own space. <laughs> like we so we're all we're kind of like on the mobile studio right now. We're in our parents' bedroom this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're uh, in our parents' bedroom now. So we're kind of like a mobile studio right now. <laughs> you know, we should do that. We should do, you and me, we should do like a road trip and do a podcast on the road this trip. This is getting intense. I thought we were saying bye. We should do that. For seven people? For seven people? Seven people? Duh, just meant us too. Why seven people? Like you and I would just go camping like on a weekend and anyways. Peace out. That might happen sometime. Um anyways, so go check us out. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat. I don't know, tell everyone. Listen to modern day dummies, because we're a bunch of dummies and today we went to school. So thank you, Kelly, for coming on. I'll see you later, Riley. See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.